Luckin Coffee First Quarterly Profit Lays Foundation for Return to U.S. Market While Starbucks sales in China fell 44%, according to the company's latest report, Luckin Coffee has gained ground, reporting an impressive 72% jump in net revenue in the latest quarter that ended in June. According to Reuters, the lift in revenue has given the company its first quarterly operating profit and sets the stage for a return to the U.S. market. The company plans to continue its rapid growth strategy to secure market share in China, providing it with a solid financial base and validating its strategy. Confidence in the management team is paramount if the company is to convince U.S. investors and give them confidence again. Two years ago, the company admitted to falsifying revenues and earnings worth around $310 million. That was Luckin's darkest moment. The company was facing a huge crisis at the time. David Lee, chairman and chief executive of Chinese private equity firm Centurium Capital, told Reuters, the scandal brought the company to the brink of collapse, and I admit I was convinced there was no coming back from the financial and reputational disaster. But the support of Centurium, a major Chinese investor who pumped $240 million into the company at this critical time, and facilitated the financial restructuring, gave the company time to catch its breath. As a result, on September 30, 2021, Luckin Coffee was able to settle a U.S. class action lawsuit to satisfy investors' claims of $187.5 million. At the same time, Centurium, which was acting much like private equity, provided a team of advisors to work with the company's management team to remediate the accounting flaws and develop a formula that resonated with Chinese consumers. Whether this formula translates well to the U.S. market is not a given, just as the Starbucks formula that works so well in the U.S. did not translate effectively to the Chinese market when competition emerged. Luckin now has 7,200 stores in China, 25% more than Starbucks with its 5,761 shops, and plans to open many more including in major cities such as Shanghai and Beijing. However, the Starbucks model sells more drinks to more people and continues to have a commanding market share of 28.9%, although this is slightly down from last year. Luckin's market share is in single digits at 7.8%, but trending upwards from last year's figures. Size and presence are likely important in gaining an edge in an increasingly competitive market. Other brands such as Pacific Coffee and Coffee Box are also planning their growth strategies. We can only rely on Luckin's business performance, rely on issuing strong quarterly and annual reports to restore their confidence. It takes time, said Guo Gini, CEO, on being asked how they will restore U.S. investor confidence. Newman Cafe Group expands on verified sustainable coffees. The following is a press release by the company. Neumann Café Group, NKG, expands its range of traceable coffees that meet key sustainability criteria. The number of companies implementing the group's supply chain program, NKG Verified, continues to grow. NKG Verified offers customers traceable coffees produced on farms, meeting economic, social, and environmental indicators. NKG Verified, improves transparency along the supply chain for green coffee buyers, by providing insights into the performance of the farms producing their coffees, and offering sustainability assurance through internal and third-party audits, 
from farm to export level. NKG Verified aligns with industry standards and integrates easily into customers' sustainability plans. The program is open to specific customer requirements. With every shipment of NKG Verified coffees, customers receive an easy-to-read sustainability report, detailing each indicator and how it scored, as well as the coffee's overall sustainability score. NKG Verified was first launched in Brazil in 2021, when group company NKG Stockler implemented the program. NKG's companies Exportadora de Café California, Mexico, NKG India Coffee, and Neumann Group Vietnam followed. For 2022, launches in Colombia, Uganda, Kenya, Indonesia, and additional supply chains from Brazil are planned, more countries will follow in 2023. Finding solutions that both the customer and producers benefit from, is a key intention for NKG. NKG Verified is establishing a bridge between coffee growers and coffee buyers. Osma Mores, sustainability manager at NKG Stockler, said, NKG Verified fills the gap between sustainability certifications brought upon producers from the outside, and the actual needs and shortcomings locally. It provides a solid basis for us to offer coffee produced under sustainable conditions, and in accordance with local laws. NKG Verified aligns with and contributes to United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, SDGs, that support economic growth through decent working conditions and responsible production. In 2022, NKG aims to participate in the equivalence mechanism of the Global Coffee Platform, to be recognized as equivalent to the Coffee Sustainability Reference Code, to ensure stakeholders that NKG Verified meets the baseline sustainability practices of the coffee sector. NKG is committed to being a company of integrity and responsibility, which includes growing a more sustainable coffee industry. As part of NKG's active commitment, the Hamburg-based company created two initiatives to serve the needs of coffee growers and coffee buyers around the world, NKG Verified with focus on meeting sustainability standards, and NKG Bloom with the aim of improving farmer livelihoods. Both initiatives contribute to NKG's responsible business program, which sets the strategic framework for our value-oriented corporate culture. In order to continue to fulfill the responsibility, the NKG Responsible Business Programme sets specific goals that define responsible and sustainable business practices at NKG. Dutch Brothers Coffee beats analyst expectations and improves margins. Dutch Brothers Coffee, a drive through coffee chain with headquarters in Oregon, recently reported second quarter earnings that exceeded analyst expectations, with revenues increasing 44.2% to $186.4 million. The company now offered slightly improved sales guidance to the market, expecting to beat the $715 million annual sales they had previously forecast. The coffee chain, which is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year, opened 31 stores in the second quarter and plans to have 670 shops by the end of the year and 4,000 across the United States within a decade. Those numbers are almost exactly what they predicted they would do, which isn't a bad thing. The share price has recovered since the stock was heavily sold in May, losing half its value. On the Bar Talks Prices page, we can see the share price has recovered about half those losses back in the last quarter. Part of the reason investors were happy was the way management performed during the inflationary turmoil. 
In a single quarter, and under complex trading conditions, the company managed to both increase prices by 3% and cut costs, resulting in quite significantly improved margins. We surpassed two major brand milestones during the second quarter, opening our 600th shop and exceeding $1 billion in system-wide sales on a trailing 12-month basis. These milestones demonstrate the strength of our people-first culture and our new shop development pipeline. We have opened 65 shops in the first half of 2022 and are on track for at least 130 shop openings for the full year. Our newest shops are exhibiting predictable and consistent sales and upward margin progression, while our 2020 and 2021 classes are generating annualized volumes that are 10% higher than our system average. As we pursue strategic growth from west to east, Dutch Bros' portability and brand acceptance have been outstanding, said Joth Ricci, CEO and President, Dutch Brothers Coffee. The company's operating loss of $11.6 million in the first half of 2022 is not troubling for a growth stock. If they can continue to hit sales targets while keeping operating losses to a minimum, then it has a bright future ahead. Ricci said that the current macroeconomic environment is having an impact on the chain, with company-operated store margins being squeezed by record inflation. After raising prices twice in the last nine months, Dutch Brothers said it will consider hiking prices again in the second half of 2022, if necessary. The company also adjusted its total revenue estimate for 2022 to $715 million, which is $2 million higher than analyst expectations. Dutch Brothers announced earnings after the market closed. After hours trading saw shares rise 4.5% to $46. Their 52-week range was between $20.05 and $81.40. In November 2021, Dutch Brothers Coffee CFO Charlie Gemley considered the inflation very mild and tempered. However, market volatility proved the statement otherwise as increased labor and dairy costs, the company's own conservative pricing, accelerated accrued expenses for shop maintenance, and inefficiency of new stores contributed to a lower adjusted EBITDA at $9.7 million in the first quarter of 2022. Profile Print closes Series A1 with Cargill. Profile Print says this funding will accelerate its vision of establishing Profile Print's digital fingerprint as a global standard for the industry. The company is clearly following a path of making their stakeholders, investors, a term referred to as a strategic investor, i.e., a party that doesn't just provide money, but also typically a route to market, a network, or other benefits that help the company grow. With the investment market going cold due to macroeconomic and political uncertainties, Profile Print has done well to secure the funding at this time. In a previous post, we were impressed by a video showing the speed and accuracy of the test. The following is a press release by the company. Singapore's Profile Print, a pioneering solutions provider to grade food ingredients using AI technology, has added US-based Cargill, one of the world's leading global food suppliers, to its panel of strategic shareholders through its Series A1 funding round. To date, the other strategic shareholders are Louis Dreyfus Company, Netherland headquartered world-leading merchant and processor of agricultural goods, operating in 100 countries, Olam International, Singapore headquartered major food and agribusiness company, operating in 60 countries. Sukafina, Switzerland headquartered multinational coffee merchant, 
operating in 32 countries, and Siner Moss, one of Indonesia's conglomerates that operates in seven business areas, including food and agribusiness, as well as institutional venture capital funds. Together, they will accelerate the company's vision of establishing a common digital standard based on its patented food fingerprinting technology. Cargill's investment signals confidence in the Singapore-based deep tech startup, with its solution deployed in over 26 cities globally across five continents, North America, Latin America, Africa, Europe, and Asia. Profile Print is an AI-driven predictive and prescriptive profiler, providing users with accessible, affordable, and portable solutions to ascertain and predict the quality and profile of a food ingredient at the point of use within seconds. Today, an enormous amount of resources are required to physically grade food samples across multiple stages of the global supply chain. Profile Print's solution redefines transaction standards and offers sellers and buyers an unbiased reference point, expediting existing quality assessment processes from the farm all the way to end buyers. Over the last six months, Cargill has completed successful pilots with Profile Print, which validated an array of practical applications of this disruptive technology across its portfolio of ingredients, such as cocoa and chocolate, which will accelerate Profile Print's strides in establishing cocoa as a core vertical, after strong traction in coffee. Profile Print's digital food fingerprinting technology holds the potential to transform the global food ingredient supply chain, strengthening the sensory innovation capabilities of our ingredient portfolio without compromising on taste and quality. This can help Cargill deliver against our high standards for food quality and enable faster and more precise product development for our customers, said Francesca Clemens, managing director for Cargill's cocoa and chocolate business in the Asia-Pacific. Alan Lai, CEO and founder of Profile Print, adds, Cargill continues to strengthen our solution and accelerates our vision of establishing Profile Print as the industry's digital standard for food ingredients globally. Our solution allows users to ascertain the agreed quality of food ingredients in an online transaction, saving time and money by transforming the current onerous process of sending samples for physical checks. We enable our clients to co-create a sustainable ecosystem with their partners to overcome the challenges of supply chain risks while increasing their competitive edge for growth and resiliency. In June 2021, Profile Print was selected as the winner of the Cargill Health Through Nutrition Award at Future Foods Asia 2021, Singapore. Profile Print also bagged numerous other awards, including winning the National Innovation Challenge for Supply Chain Resiliency 2020, Singapore. The international grand champion of Vietnam Startup Will 2021, Vietnam, and second runner-up at the International Suzhou Jinji Lake Startup Competition 2021, China. The funds will be used to invest in product development, talent acquisition, and team expansion. Brazil continues to suffer from reduced coffee crop. Bloomberg reported Wednesday that Brazil, the world's top Arabica exporter, is accumulating huge losses due to the consistently unusual weather, resulting in lower yields that threaten to prolong a global supply crunch. Drought and cold disrupted flowering last season, and severe frosts in July 2021 forced farmers to cut down coffee trees, at a time when the fertilizer needed for replanting was expensive. This not only reduced last year's harvest, but also the potential for 2022, which is supposed to be Brazil's highest yielding cycle. 
As a country that relies on imports for about 85% of its fertilizer needs, Brazil was also hit hard by the war between Ukraine and Russia, which is a major exporter of fertilizer. Luis Fernando Ferreira da Silva, a grower in Brazil's top Arabica-producing state of Minas Gerais, predicted that this season's crop would be reduced by more than half, due to last year's drought and frost. He expected to harvest 8,060 kg bags at first, but later reduced his estimate to 3,500 bags. Now I believe it won't reach 2,000 bags, it was definitely a year to forget, said De Silva. According to a Sumar Meteorologia report, only 0.6 mm of rain fell in Minas Gerais during the last week of July, or 17% of the historical average. In Brazil, Minas Gerais produces roughly 30% of the country's Arabica. Overall, the Brazilian Panel on Climate Change reported that the country could lose about 11 million hectares of agricultural land by 2030, as a result of climate change. Arabica futures have risen by about 80% in the last two years, when second-ranked producer, Colombia, was also slashed by excessive rain. Brazil's bleak outlook may keep coffee lovers and chains like Starbucks Corporation paying high prices. Margaret Bodian, an agricultural researcher at the University of Sao Paulo, said, Farmers believe there will be a significant crop failure in the current season, compared to the previous high-yielding cycle two years ago. Yields are lower than expected in most Arabica regions, and the cherries are husky with smaller-than-usual beans inside, according to Regis Rico a consultant who recently visited the main producing areas. While the remaining crops are beautiful and leafy, yields have been disappointing when the fruits are processed into coffee beans, he said. Consequently, more beans are required this year to fill a bag. While 420 liters of beans are typically required to produce a 60-kilogram bag, harvest reports indicate that an additional 570 liters are now required, Rico said. Brazil's output this year may barely reach 32 million bags, down from 38 million bags expected in March, and well short of the potential of around 53 million bags for the high-yielding cycle, he further added. Likewise, commodity research firm Taka Insights has forecast that Brazilian Arabica coffee production for July 2023 to June 2024, at 40.68 million 60-kilogram bags, only up slightly from the 2022-23 crop of 38.48 million bags, currently being harvested. The company builds daily crop forecast models using remote sensing and data from weather stations. The current harvest results have also surprised Labarita Agropecuaria, a major producer in Sao Paulo's Mogiana region. According to Gabriel Lancha Alves de Oliveira, the company's commercial director, the output is now seen to be 20% lower than expected at the start of the year. The additional reduction in its estimate means that the harvest will be 40% lower than its potential. If that trend is confirmed nationally, it would signal an Arabica crop below the preliminary expected potential, said Gil Barabak, analyst, Safras and Mercado. Private and cooperative warehouses are very empty, which is uncommon for this time period, said Joao Prada Pereira a partner in a Minas Gerais exporting firm. Conab, Brazil's national supply company, estimated 35.7 million bags of Arabica output this year in May, down from 38.8 million bags in January. While the estimate indicates recovery from 2021, the output will be 27% lower than the previous high-yielding crop cycle of 2020. On September 20, the agency will provide an update.
Lower yields indicate less supply available to process beans into washed Arabica, which is expensive, and this will keep inventories low at ICE Futures US, supporting elevated prices, according to consultant Judy Gaines, who has toured Brazilian fields several times over the past year to assess crop health. Confucian as Kenya coffee fails import tests in Japan but passes in Germany. A question over whether Kenyan coffee has excessive amounts of pesticide residue has once again surfaced, following a report by Japanese authorities. The authorities said that samples taken from a shipment of Kenyan coffee contained signs of chlorpyrifos, an active ingredient found in insecticides, and are considered harmful to humans above a specific dosage. Following this finding, the Japanese Ministry of Health, Labor, and Welfare issued advice to warehouses and exporters to run additional tests. It's not the first time Kenyan coffee has been prevented from being imported after failing pesticide tests. A number of shipments in Asia were rejected in 2020 because of an excess of ocrytoxin. Tests in Germany, however, came to a different conclusion when they tested the same batch that had just failed in Japan. The German authorities, led by Professor Mutui, said that the chlorpyrifos content was below 0.05%, the minimum permissible level, making the situation even more confusing. Two other tests in Kenya and Germany turned negative, and we are now wondering why the authorities in Tokyo flagged it, said Professor Mutui, leading the test from health authority in Germany. <laughs>